Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Eddie Grant, a director at Technical Connection. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, one knowledge management tool for all things tax, trust, pensions, and much, much more. I'm delighted to be joined by Simon Martin. Simon is one of our regional technical connection managers. Thank you for joining us today, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Eddie. And enjoying the summer, not so much the ashes, but apart from that, I'm all good. Yeah, and the uh, the women, unfortunately, uh, the best they can get is a draw now, I think. Best they can get is a draw. Needed just too many off the last over, but still, yeah. an exciting, uh, exciting game. Exciting game. Um, so, obviously, the most important question. So, I've got my favourite cup of tea, uh, Darjeeling. Um, what's your uh, drink of choice today? Yeah, it's a good question. We've um, It was a, a fairly large birthday of my wife's a couple of years ago. I won't say how old, um, but somewhere between 39 and 41. Um, and we bought an espresso maker. So my current favourite from that is a, a strong, small cortado. Excellent, excellent. And um, the other week we had our uh, Technical Connection Technic Live uh, conference uh, in the old insurance hall. It was a bit like uh, going back to the future um, in that hall. Um, so how, how was the conference for you? How, how did it go? I know you were presenting. It was great. It was a great day out. It was, like you say, it was like going back to the future with the old wood panelled walls and the, um, the, the, the amazing stained glass windows. But it was really nice to get a group of people together. The energy in the room was was fantastic uh, and nice to, um, you know, after years of kind of disruption, I guess, be have everyone together and just have a, a great day talking to people, listening to people and just, uh, you know, providing a bit of development as well. So, it was a, yeah, it was, a, it was a good fun day out. And apart from your session, certainly one of the highlights for me was the uh, virtual reality session at the end where we had... Uh, all the audience, about 100 people with their virtual reality headsets on going through the vulnerability session. And uh, and, and, and that was fantastic, the way they were all interacting uh, individually. Um, just uh, So your area of expertise is, is, is corporate planning. Um, and uh, we've had a, a, a lot of change uh, over uh, the last year or so with the autumn statement, the March budget, do you want to just go through what those changes are? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think some context is, is really important because before we talk about the changes, and we definitely will, I think it's really important to um, first consider any change that we talk about and then think about the impact that's going to have on, on individual clients. So absolutely, we'll talk about those changes. But for me, consumer duty encourages us to hopefully do what we would have been doing for a long time, which is to think about outcomes. So as we talk about these changes, I think it's really important to think about your own individual clients and how these changes could impact the outcomes your clients are, are looking for. So, you know, how can you utilise the changes to, to increase the chances of that them achieving their outcome? Or how can you mitigate the impact of perhaps a negative tax change on them? So you know, absolutely really important to talk about the changes, but I'd say even more important to try and make it as uh, individually personal as we can for for an individual client that we're 
you know we're talking to or or looking after and i think you know for me consumer duty really um you know re- really uh, pushes us that way and it, it's it's a good you know a good opportunity to further demonstrate value and but so in terms of the the changes first of all the autumn statement there are a few that were i think going to be really really significant particularly for for planners who operate in the corporate financial planning market I mean, the ones many of which you'll be very familiar with. So the increase in corporation tax from um, April this year, April 23, increasing it for, for, from 19 to 25% for many businesses. And we'll talk a bit more about that. Uh, the reduction in the CGT and dividend allowances and exemptions is going to make a material impact on business owners when they sell their business or as they draw dividends. We've seen... Um, the reduction in the additional rate threshold down to just over 125k and then the final one that i think is going to be very very impactful and as i said we'll look about this in a, in a little bit more detail is the freezing of the allowances and exemptions until 2028 so lots of tax changes arguably the move perhaps not arguably perhaps Clearly, the move has been towards an increase in taxation for uh, both individuals and businesses. So it's sometimes perhaps easy to get a little bit negative about these things and just think, oh, it's just one big tax grab. It's going to be difficult for my clients, difficult for us. But actually, in the autumn statement, there was quite a lot of good news by virtue of things that were left alone. So the CGT rates for business owners is, is significant when they come to sell their businesses being able to sell at 10 and 20% is, is a big one. Um, entrepreneurs relief or business asset disposal relief, as it now is, and business relief have been left alone, which is fantastic. Pension tax relief left alone. Again, that imagine the impact that could have had on our business owner clients if that had been restricted in some way. So that's a really, really good news story, along with the you know pension death benefits, ISA allowances, gifting allowances. So the leaving alone of all those things is is really important and and arguably they're more impactful now than they were because obviously, you know, you don't need me to tell you as as the tax paid increases, so does the um, benefit or the the, the likelihood of someone saying, actually, I'm going to take some action to do something to mitigate that increase in taxation. So the tools that we've got that legitimately reduce our clients' tax position have remained and therefore become really really important and in terms of so you've listed a lot of those taxes which ones do you think are going to be the most impactful for for business owners out of, out of the sort of list of changes yeah it's a really great question like all these things it depends on the individual business but i think the increase in corporation tax is going to be really really big ultimately you know, it means you've got to turn over more profit, put more, have more turnover to create the same level of distributable profit. So therefore, clients' plans should and could be revisited to say, do we need to do anything? Do we need to try and mitigate this tax through legitimate means? Or do your clients need to sit and think, we need to work out how to make our business more profitable, turn over more, reduce expenses? Or make any changes to make sure they're still still on track. So there's there's, there's lots to think about, um, and then of course, um, there were a number of changes in the spring budget in 2023. I think the two key ones to to look at today will be the the increase of, in the annual allowance from forty thousand to sixty thousand, 
which is um, which is going to be good news for most business owners. And of course, the big one, the removal of the lifetime allowance or the, the taxation at nil this year and then the removal next year. So whilst that was primarily designed for NHS staff, consultants, GPs, etc., actually it's opened up a number of opportunities for business owners, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and slight aside, those with IHT considerations and high earners, you know, it's it's a great tool for us to go and talk to our business owner clients about. There's loads of opportunities, both to save tax, but also mitigate risk, which I think is a massively important opportunity that we're going to look, we can look at as well. I, and you, I know you've talked a lot about how um, you start with, as a business owner, you start with you first and what you want to achieve and then work out how your your business can help you achieve that, that sort of reverse cash flow planning uh, a, a approach. Um, and uh, if you're thinking along those lines in terms of cash flow planning, what, what would you say, therefore, are the, the risks that are going to knock you off course on that plan? Yeah, it's another good question. So there's lots to think about. That that reverse cash flow planning, for me, if you're looking to be a really effective planner in this industry, the use of cash flow modelling, I think, is is really, really important, particularly where we're encouraged, rightly, in my view, to consider clients' outcomes. Actually, being able to have a conversation with a client which is based around, you want to have £50,000 a year at age 65, in order to do that, you need to have a pot of two million pounds. Obviously, I'm making the numbers up. And in order to get that two million pounds, we need to save X per month in order to do that. So, and then that can be then reviewed on an annual basis, which fits perfectly into uh, the new world of consumer duty. Um, but there's lots to think about in that in that kind of journey. Um, we've talked about the increase in corporation tax. That's going to make a difference. Um, the frozen bands are also interesting, particularly in the current high inflation environment that we're in. So employees obviously are going to try and get as high a pay rise as they can, you know, and that's going to be going to go all the way through. But individuals who can control their income, as you, anyone who's worked in this market will probably know, know that they like to keep their income within certain thresholds. For example, we saw for a long time people who like to keep their income salary and dividends up to the higher rate threshold. And now it's worth exploring with our clients, what happens if that doesn't remain possible due to inflation? What happens if their current remuneration structure has been so hit by the increase in inflation or the impact of inflation that they and then the frozen bands mean that they're gonna to have to start moving into higher thresholds. So being able to coach clients through that is, is I think an important um, consideration you know, encourage them to think ahead of time, what would they do if their current lifestyle becomes unaffordable due to inflation and their desire to remain within that band? Would they scale their lifestyle back or would they accept we're just going to have to pay a little more tax? So there's lots and lots to, to, to think about from, from that planet, but but that forward thinking is, is really important. And it's not really a risk, but actually it's more of a um, an impact, which is Looking at the lifetime allowance removal, as we as we mentioned, you know, we hear a lot, quote, my business is my pension. And that's a fairly typical thing that a business owner will say to us. I'm going to run my business and I'm going to sell it when I retire. 
and I'm going to utilize the sale proceeds to fund my retirement, which is fine as long as that business does sell at retirement. Business owners take a lot of risk. They take a lot of risk because their current income and their future retirement plans depend upon that business. So with the LTA removal, what that gives us is an opportunity to say to business owners, let's think about how we can reduce or remove the risk of your business not selling. So a business owner could save £60,000 a year times two if the spouse is involved. So by the time they get to retirement, it's very, very possible, very likely that you could build up a very, very significant pension pot. So if your business sells, fantastic. But if for whatever reason your business doesn't sell or there's a change in the market or something happens um, or your business is, um, you know, for whatever reason, not as saleable as you think, actually that risk has been mitigated, if not removed, by the money you've saved. So if it does sell, great, you can utilise that money and your pension can become an inheritance tax pot. If not, then you've taken away that risk. And I was talking to a a planner who is very, very active in this market. um, And he talks about the concept of he's there to ensure that his clients are never poor. Their business is hopefully going to make them very, very wealthy. But actually, his planning is to mitigate the risk of something going wrong. So they built up a sufficient pension pot that means that they're never poor. And I quite like that concept to say, actually, I'm here to, to mitigate risk that you, you know, you're, you're diversified enough. So hopefully that makes sense in terms of um, planning ideas and opportunities. Yeah, and um, when you spoke with uh, Nikki Patel at the conference, uh, one of the areas you talked about in terms of risk as well was around business protection um, because you can put all these plans in, in place, but if the unexpected happens, then... That's the way of ensuring there's continuity. Do you want to expand on that a little bit more? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So we, we talked a lot about business protection at the conference. We went through a case study of a typical small business owning family. And we looked at the risks that they would potentially face. I mean, business owners um, typically are fairly underinsured, particularly compared to perhaps someone who's an employee of a large corporate due to all the you know the corporate benefits. So actually, what, what we talked about was once you've built the financial plan for a client, there are a number of risks along the way, including you know key staff, including business loans, including distribution of shareholdings on death and issues that could be faced by companies upon that on that journey. So the purpose of the, the business protection really is to say, we're going to underpin your plan with a couple of insurance policies generally fairly inexpensive, often paid for by the company, that just take away the risk that if anything happens to you or your key staff or your shareholders, the the journey that you're on isn't going to be thrown about too much. So your aim, going right back to the start, was to create a sufficient pot of money to provide you with the retirement income that you want. Along the way, there's some risks. Business protection sits underneath your plan. You know, it's not exciting. No one's going to jump up and down and think how exciting it is, but it's just a mitigation. How can we make sure the the risks that we've set out or the risks that we see in your journey can be mitigated as much as we can so that if anything happens, you and your family can still get to ultimately where you want to get to in the future? And um, 
just thinking about opportunities, I've always regarded, obviously, business owners are incredibly entrepreneurial. The the financial planning sector, a lot of small business owners themselves. So as you as you're talking, maybe some of the the, the planners are thinking about themselves and their their own business. Um, so there, there there are absolutely some threats that you've talked about, but like all things, there are some huge opportunities for business owners and for the advice sector as well. Do you want to sort of explore those a little bit further? Yes, absolutely. So without wanting to you know talk about it too much, I know we've heard a lot about it, but I think consumer duty actually is a real opportunity. If you are a good, holistic, goals-based financial planner, this fits in perfectly. And I, I think that the kind of coming together of cash flow modeling, goals-based planning, and business owners is a great opportunity. You can demonstrate without doubt that you're adding value. The needs are significant. The opportunities are significant. So I think that really, you know, comes together, particularly for business owners, because, you know, they are very focused on outcomes. That's what they're used to doing, creating plans, looking at where they want to get to, monitoring, managing, all of those things. So the concept of outcomes and goals-based planning probably won't be very unfamiliar to them. So being able to pull that together is, is hugely important. And I think often, but not always, but often their, their kind of um, standards perhaps in these areas are, are quite high. Therefore, you know, being able to demonstrate what you can do and you're not just the lady or the man who comes to pick up the 40K or 60K pension check every year. Actually, you are the person that's combining their personal and business assets and building them a plan towards their own goals. I think it's 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 really, really important. And what, what we also see, I, I do think the market is going to create lots of opportunities. If you think about, uh, you know, the current volatile, you know, scenario we're in at the moment, it's quite possible that some clients will will lose jobs. We have seen that before in this environment. But entrepreneurs will always spot opportunities. You know, a good entrepreneur will always spot opportunities. If you ever had a spare few minutes, go and look at some companies that were started in economically uncertain times. Yeah, Uber, Airbnb, Disney, Burger King. There's lots of them, lots of businesses, lots of great businesses started in um volatile and uncertain scenarios you know as i said people lose jobs um people think i don't want to do this anymore we saw through covid a lot of people change their working patterns and what they want to do um so i think entrepreneurs will always be there they'll always find opportunities and as society moves and shifts and things change those kind of people are going to be at the forefront so i think there will be always you know always lots of opportunities and and the final bit for this i think is um, one of the things that I found interesting in, in consumer duty actually was about educating clients to help them make good decisions. So rather than just they come to you, tell them what to do. Actually, the education piece, I think, is is, is a really important one because, you know, if you're there once a year telling them what to do, that's OK. But actually, if that if you've coached them and, and helped them make good financial decisions for the other 364 days a year when you're not there, I think that's really, really important. So actually, I think with business owners, because they perhaps deal in more complicated things and have got more complicated scenarios, the education piece becomes even more important, particularly if you expand that to include um, staff. Yeah, and um, you're right around consumer duty. 
the, the, the consumer understanding is, is an absolute central part of it. Um, and it's, it's not just about issuing a suitability letter and hoping the client understands it and reads it, but actually going and checking that they do understand it. And, and I think that that will be really interesting to see how advisors do that and how they, they test understanding with clients. Um, and, and, and that will be a really positive thing because I think it will also embed the value of advice if clients understand and then go off and champion uh, the advice that they're, they're giving. So in terms of sort of communicating with business owners, um, so if I was someone who wanted to get into this market and I, I, I wanted to start sort of targeting and discussing with business owners, what, what do you think the strategy should be? Yeah, it's, again, it's a, it's a good it's a good um, challenge to, to to yourself and your business. I think um, making sure that business owners in your community know about you and know that you specialize in that in that market. I, I've seen some great things people have used. So I, I you know, as I said, I've, I'm a big proponent of, of cash flow modeling. I think it fits very very nicely with with business owners. I, I know of one advisory firm that has a sample business owner. Um, kind of document with fully embedded cash flow modeling that they keep with them. And if they're talking to business owners, if they're in fact find meetings, if they're talking to accountants, other introducers, they'll say, this is the kind of thing that I do for my business owner clients. Have you got something similar to this? How does that work for you? And I think that's quite, I like that idea because it's something tangible that people can take and say, well, actually I can see looking at this person, I can see where they are on their journey. I don't have anything like that. So I think that that's a good one. Accountants are a big part of this, you know, communicating, make sure they know what, what you can do with them collaboratively with, with their business owner clients. So I think, um, yeah, all the positioning is really important, making sure people know that this is an area you really specialize in um, and getting some great introducers is going to be a, a big area. And... Um... As you know, our listeners love to hear great ideas, and uh, and we always ask our guests to share three three great tips from their sessions. Um, so, so which ones would you like to share with the listeners today? So, three three tips to take away. Number one, um, ensure our clients have got a plan, and that's been reviewed in light of taxation changes and all the other changes going on at the moment. Number two, consider how we can mitigate risk. Business protection, yes, but also diversification using, for example, pensions. And I think number three, crucially, not just for business owners, I guess, but be very present in in the tough times, you know, where things are, are uncertain, which they are at the moment. Being present and explaining is, is going to be a really, really important part of that. So I think those are my three. And uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Desert Island Discs. And, and, and if you've ever listened to it, the waves come in and take away all but one record. Um, so if the waves came in and, 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 and took away two of your, your great ideas, uh, which one would be left? Tough question. Um, on balance, I would say ensure our clients understand their plan and have made any necessary changes in light of all of all the um, 
you know, all, all the changes that we've seen. So, you know, keeping them on track for me is is, is the biggest thing. So ha- ha- have a plan and keep reminding them of it. Absolutely. And then adjust it as necessary as circumstances change. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Simon, uh, for sharing your insights today. Really, really informative. Uh, it's been great, as always, to catch up with you. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Great to speak to you as ever. The content of this recording is strictly for general consideration only. No action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought. Accordingly, neither Technical Connection Limited nor any of its officers, employees or contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned as a result of any such action or inaction.